Hello, people. Welcome back to Faith Boosters. Hey, your weekly dose of power. Hey, come on now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to our faith community and family. If you're joining us for the first time, you're absolutely welcome. Get ready to get fired up, charged up, and just go out there and give the devil a constant headache and heaven so much joy. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is B3. I'm excited and privileged and honored to be able to bring you the matchless word of God, the word of our Lord Jesus Christ, which has the power to shape your life, which has the power to give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified, which has the power to turn your life right side up and just give you a life that you have never dreamt or imagined of that is available to all of us in Christ Jesus. Would you invite a friend right now by sharing this link on your social media statuses? Let someone know that a, a good word is about to come and it will make your heart glad and let them come and join us right now as we get into the word of God. It's been an amazing week, a uh, couple of weeks as we've been talking about back to basics. Addressing lies of the enemy and, you know, presenting truth. Yeah, presenting truth and showing the power that is in the word of God for us as children of God as we go back to basics and talk about things that are very foundational to our faith, right? We've addressed quite a couple of things. But today, I'm going to be addressing one of those that I love. I think you're like, what don't you love? Okay, I love everything in the word of God. It's just so good. You, you know, may you get a love. For the word of God beyond religious duty to just read your Bible, pray every day. May you truly, truly understand the power that is the word of God, that you will start to prioritize it, love it, and just become, I don't know, a little bit obsessed with the word of God. Today, I want us to talk about the secret weapon of constant praise. The secret weapon of constant praise as one of the basic weapons of a believer. One of the most powerful weapons of a believer. Again, remember that for every truth that is presented in the scriptures, there is a contrary deception in the world that is told uh, to us. In the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 4, memory verse. I keep giving you hacks, you guys. Simple memory verses. It says, Paul is, is in prison when he writes this letter to the Philippians, but he writes to them and says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Wait for a moment. I mean, that sounds like a nice thing to say as a Christian, but think about that concept without the spiritual aspect to it. Is it really possible to rejoice always? Mm -hmm. And there are bad days. And there are tough days. There are tough days. I've had some tough days. Um, but Paul is in prison. The person writing the letter is a person in prison. Don't you think he should be saying, rejoice in the Lord when you can again, I say rejoice. I mean, I don't think he's having a good time, probably being beaten. But he is releasing to us something spiritual. And he's giving us a truth that will change your life. <laughs> I believe that one of the most powerful weapons of the believer is praise. Not just praise, but constant praise. And when I say, I say constant because unless God is a liar, if Paul says rejoice in the Lord, always, again I will say rejoice, it means that it's possible. It's available. The Bible speaks of Jesus in the book of Psalms, 
chapter 45, which is repeated in Hebrews, that Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness. Hey, can you imagine having oil flowing over you and the oil is called gladness oil? Basically, everywhere you go, you just dispel joy. But also, yeah, that he was anointed with the oil of gladness above his peers. But also it says in the same book of Psalms that in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. In other words, when, if we constantly live with an awareness of the presence of God, it means that we always live with fullness of joy. This is what I want to say. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Joy is not a feeling. And I've been told that you have to feel joy. Joy is not a feeling. Joy is not a product of circumstance. Happiness is not joy. I think happiness is a part of joy. But joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Now, if indeed we are children of God, and as he is, so are we in this world. And in our spirit, we're exactly like Jesus. It means that we are constantly producing the fruit of the spirit. I didn't say fruits. The Bible doesn't say the fruits of the spirit. It doesn't separate them. It says there is this fruit called the fruit of the spirit. In this fruit are the following vitamins. Come on now. You got the vitamin of joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control all those are in one fruit hey it's like some fruits which have roughages and vitamins and what 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 all together when you bite into it you don't separate and say i've taken the vitamin tomorrow when i eat it again i will receive the roughages uh next time i take them maybe i will get the proteins no when you bite into the thing you get what it has in other words in my spirit and your spirit there is a constant production of joy now i want to tell you something <clears throat> For many years, I was a depressed person and I didn't know. Maybe it was good that I didn't even know the words for the thing. Sometimes I feel like when we name a thing, it becomes a problem. But I had, I carried depression and I didn't know what it was. I just knew that I was sad a lot and I had no reason to be sad. And it was a deep sadness. And I used to feel embarrassed about it because I was like, I used to think maybe I'm a moody person, but on the outside, I would try to stay sunny and happy. But I just generally didn't like being around people. <sighs> I like to be in my house, close the curtains, switch off my phone. I don't want to talk to people on the phone. I don't want people to text me. I, and then I like people, but... And I'm not happy, and I don't know why I'm not happy. Not, not that there's a problem in my life necessarily, whether I had problems or not. I just carried a deep sense of sadness and gloom. And I wanted to be alone. I wanted to be alone on an island all the time. And then I felt sorry for the people who lived with me because I felt like they were suffering by being around me. And, and then I needed to pretend to look happy. Sometimes I would experience happiness, but for short periods of time, I was spiritual. I was reading the scriptures. I'm saying this to you to know that maybe one of you is going through something like that and you're feeling like something is wrong with me. And then when I to hear about signs of depression, everything was that I wanted to sleep. Oh, people, I thought I had a gift of sleep. You know, there's no gift of sleep. It's not there. Actually, they tell you a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands. What happens? Poverty comes on you <laughs> like a bandit. It's very bad. Genuinely, I just wanted to sleep all the time and do nothing. Yet also a part of me, I wanted to make progress in life. Basically, I just... Now the problem is that it was diagnosed. Like, I, I even remember eventually I took some medicine and antidepressants. And for the first time in my life, I felt a thing I hadn't felt in years. Like, I was actually okay. 
but I had to stop the medicine immediately because I knew I'm going to be dependent on this. But sometimes I would, re I would hit some very dark places. And I started wondering, what's wrong with me? So I used to wait. I prayed about it. So I would, I would think that one day I'm going to wake up and this thing will go away. Like one day I'll wake up and I'll not feel depression anymore. I waited. I prayed. I cried. I willed myself into it. Ah, I'm, I'm not a depressed person. I confessed against depression. You know that the antidote for spiritual things, you start to learn that there are different seeds you plant for different harvests. When you want joy, eh, you, you don't necessarily have, you don't speak about joy. You actually practice joy. May the Holy Spirit give you understanding. What did I start to do? I started to realize, and I'm going to show you the scriptures that I saw that opened my eyes to the power when, when God, that these things sound unrealistic, especially in a world where now mental health and all these things have become very big. You even sound insensitive talking about these things, but I'm talking to spiritual people. If you want to live a life of joy above depression, because what was in this whole situation is that my sister then sat me down and told me, you know, our father was generally a moody and depressed person, prone to depression. So you start to think, eh, Maybe I inherited a gene. But you see, remember, my genetics changed that day I became a child of God. I inherited the oil of gladness. I inherited joy like a river. I inherited the fruit of joy, meaning I'm constantly filled with joy, no matter what is happening in my life, because it's not, the things of the spirit are not dependent on circumstances. They are, you understand, like they are what they are. It's like how when you feel sad, your house doesn't change color, hopefully. If you have a house that changes color when you're sad, don't, maybe let us know. We need to pray for you. Like the things that are remain, people still the same amount of oxygen is in the air. The president remains the same. Okay, usually, unless you have a certain power, every time you get annoyed, you change the president. But generally, what I'm saying is that joy is like that. It's a spiritual concept. It's a spiritual truth that's available to us. You can actually overflowing joy constantly am i saying you'll never have a feeling of sadness i do have feelings of sadness but I, I i have the power now to switch my heart to where it should go i tell my life i tell my heart what to feel and in five minutes i can switch from deep sadness to joy you have that capacity in you you have power over your feelings do you know what the man of god apostle Moses made a statement and he said that sin is conceived in the emotions. When you start to feel sad and whatever, that's when depressing thoughts can even lead to suicidal thoughts. Do you understand? So you have to become someone who has the capacity to take charge of your feelings. They're not in charge of you. Your feelings don't direct the course of your life. You have the power to direct the course of your life by the word of God. This, this is one of those which is fundamental. Because joy actually, with joy, you draw waters from the wells of salvation. Joyful people are also people who constantly tap into the life of God. Because those are years and weeks lost, weeks of depression and that, that thing is a dark place, man. I've been there. And it just robs you. You get to a point where you feel sick, physically sick. It's like there's a poison in your system that you can't take away. It's of the devil, you know. And, and the Bible in the book of Proverbs talks about how Depression in the heart of a man makes him sick, but a good word makes him glad. In other words, 
the antidote to depression in your heart is the word from God. Can you imagine that? Yeah, it's true. The antidote is the word of God. But let me show you some scriptures. Because you can become a person of constant praise. You can become a person of constant that Basically, the, uh, how to be in joy, rejoice in the Lord always, is to pick up your weapon of praise. Yes. In short, maybe you want to stop listening at this point. If that's why you want to stop, you've got the point. We're going to get into it in detail. The antidote or how to be in joy constantly is to pick up your weapon of praise constantly. Yes, that you're a person who becomes a person of thanksgiving and praise regardless of circumstance. When he says rejoice in the Lord always again, I say rejoice even in, in Thessalonians. These Thessalonians are young Christians who are being persecuted. They are burning them and putting them on the roadside. They burn Christians on the stake as an example to others not to, not to convert. They're young Christians, a baby church. And that's why you see Thessalonians has a lot about death because Paul is writing and encouraging that church. And he tells them that in all things, not for all things, but in all circumstances, he says, give thanks. Why? He says, this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Meaning it's possible. Again, I want to say to you that it's possible in the midst of extreme pain to open your mouth and give thanks. Paul, I mean, David, the king writes in Psalm 34 verse 1 and says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That it's a matter of your will. Like you decide to be a person of praise. You, I'm not saying that you will be, you'll be perfect, you'll never sleep. But when you notice that you've entered a certain zone, you pick yourself up again and say, no, I will bless God. All is well. I will speak of myself as the righteous. It shall be well with me. God is great in my life. You start to pick and think of the thing. And let me tell you, God is always at work in our lives if you stop and say. So it says, in all things, give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. He starts by saying, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians 5 from verse 16. Rejoice always. Guys, the command to rejoice always is a command. For the child of God, one of the ways to have a constant testimony of God, Jesus being alive in us, is to be people of constant joy and praise. To rejoice is to, is to, be, to have joy again. Rejoice. Eh? Have joy again. Have joy. In other words, draw it out. It's in your spirit. Command it to come forth. How? Put on your smile. Speak well. Like basically confuse the devil and your system against itself. It's spiritual to be a person of constant praise. There's a psalm that I love in Psalm 27. Uh, and you should read that. Like when, when David wrote this psalm, what's interesting for me, he was running away from King Saul as a fugitive. He even pretended to be a madman. But you know what he said in Psalm 27 while he was running away? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You're like, ah, 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 David, don't play with me. Right now you're fearing. That's why you're pretending to be a madman foaming at the mouth so that they don't recognize you. You're writing a psalm. When he sat down in his journal, instead of saying, Lord, today is a hard day. You're the one who gave me this assignment. Now what is happening? What did he write? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When my enemies over and my foes rise against me, they stumble and fall. Richie, better is one day in your courts. I'm like, excuse me, David. What are we talking about? The man had learned. The secret weapon of constant praise. That the harder the times become, 
the more you praise. The more radical your praise becomes. The tougher the enemy attacks, the more radical your praise becomes. Because let me tell you something. The devil doesn't know what you're thinking until you open your mouth and speak. So confuse him. Be in constant praise. Then when you do, he will flee from you. You are useless. You are not entertaining at all. You're not exciting his schemes. It's not working. It's not onaga. It's ogana. <laughs> you can't understand that one if you don't know what I'm saying. But let me show you some scriptures. First of all, Nehemiah 8.10. Nehemiah, <laughs> you know, is they are building the temple and they are under attack. And at some point he stands and reads the, 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 the word of God to these people. Ezra reads the law to them and people start to cry. And then, Verse 9, chapter 8, verse 9, it says, And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the Lord. Like they remembered. They were in captivity. They started to remember the promises of God. And they, instead of joy, they started to cry. He says, this, That day is holy. Don't cry. Stop it. And he say, then he said to them, Go your way. Hmm? Eat the fat. Hey. All the things they're telling you not to do are about to happen in this scripture. Eat the fat, drink the sweet, <laughs> send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Do you know that joy is strength? Do you know that when you're sad, you feel even weak physically? Joy is spiritual strength. It's easier to fight an enemy when you're in joy than when you are in depression. When the enemy finds you depressed, he's halfway done with you. But when he finds you in joy, you can resist him. But you see, joy is a fruit. It begins with praise. Praise is, is an act of your will. It's something you decide to do as a Christian, and you do it like how you wake up and brush your teeth whether you feel like it or not. Or bathe whether you feel like it or not. Or go to work whether you feel like it or not. This is a weapon. Look, weapons are not, are not emotional. You don't pick a gun doesn't fire because it has a feeling of excitement when you fire it. A gun fires because you fire it. You open your mouth and praise because you've told your mouth to praise. When he says, you, you, you will bless the Lord. When David talks to his soul, my soul, why are you disquieted? Praise the Lord. We shall yet praise him our rock and our redeemer. He, tell, he asks his soul, why are you cast down? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in the Lord. Sometimes you need to talk to yourself. What's going on? Let's praise the Lord. You say, my lips shall praise your God. I will bless you at all times. Let me show you some people who blessed God. Two of them and then we'll be done. First of all, one of my favorites, which you know, if you've been, if you've been someone who has listened to me for a few years, you know that I love Second Chronicles chapter 20. Since I was a teenager, I've loved it. From like verse 17. These guys, Jehoshaphat is a king of Israel. Three armies have come against them, against him. He is absolutely outnumbered and he knows it. And sometimes you face those sort of situations. You're outnumbered. Your boss has now, I don't know, ganged up. I don't know with the regional director and something is going on. And they're coming against you. And you know what these people did? They turned to the Lord. And in verse 17, God answers them through the prophet and says, you will not need to fight in this battle. Okay? Position yourselves. And you're going to see what it means to position yourselves. Praise positions you for victory. It's a sacred weapon. It positions you for victory. Hmm? You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Stand still and seek the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. You know that when you praise, you become more aware of the presence of God because you're focusing on him and not the situation. 
And then he says, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. When he says position yourselves, these guys understand what he means. Jehoshaphat the king bowed his head with his face to the ground and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. Then the Levites and the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord, God of Israel, with voices loud and high. They immediately started praising the moment God said, I'll fight for you. Let me tell you, you start to praise, you see what happens. Let me show you. So I, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But on and on they go. They consulted with the people. They appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army. And they were singing and saying, praise the Lord for his, imagine, three armies have come against you. And your, and your, and your battle strategy is we are going to praise. Do you know when you most need to praise? In the midst of a battle. In the midst of chaos. In the midst of an attack, you pull out your weapon, which looks strange to the world. Like, why are you praising? Fight. No, 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 no. You see, when I fight, then I have to win my own victory. When I let God fight for me, <laughs> I start praying for the enemy because he's finished. So praise is recognizing that God is already at work. Praise makes you aware of the presence of God in a situation. Praise makes you aware of who you carry and what you carry. Greater is he that is in you than the one that's in the world. The weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, God is fighting for you. Yes, he will fight for you. You will hold your peace. Suddenly, when you open your mouth and praise, you become aware of the armies of heaven. The fact that God is on your side, you cannot fail. You're never at a disadvantage, even when it looks like you are. You start remembering your brethren in the Bible, the Josephs of this world, the Daniels of this world. They look like they were at a disadvantage, but every single time they turned to the Lord and he did the fighting for them and they simply praised. Now, here is verse 22. These are easy things to memorize, you guys. Every week I give you verses. I've already given you Philippians 4.4. 4. It's easy to remember. Now I'm giving you Second Chronicles 20.22. Even we are in 2022. Hey, you guys. Okay. Second Chronicles 20.22 says, Listen, now when they began to sing and to praise, when they did what? Began, not when they thought about it, not when they hoped to one day sing and praise, not when they decided one day we shall sing and praise, no, when they opened their mouth, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Sire who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. When they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes. Ambushes are secret attacks. You don't see it come, coming. The Lord himself will set ambushes against your enemy when you begin to sing and to praise. Let me tell you, praise is a sacred weapon. I have seen it when I have come from depression and waiting for it to lift. And when I have not, I don't know when I was last depressed, but I know that the feelings have tried to come and I know what to do. I start to praise. I pray in tongues. I, because when I pray in tongues, I bless God well. And suddenly on the inside of me, something starts to arise. But I've also learned that I don't wait to praise in trouble. And I don't wait to praise in joy. I just praise. That every day is an opportunity to praise the Lord. And when you wake up, you know this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. 
glad in it. You start to give thanks loudly, whether someone is present or absent. Praise makes you aware of the presence of God. Praise also awakens heaven to fight for you. Praise commands the spiritual realm to, to work for you. The angelic realm, when they hear a praising person, it means that a victory has come. It means that they have sensed in the spirit victory is coming. Some of you, there's so much going on in your life right now. Stop crying. Open your mouth and start praising the Lord. Stop weeping about it. Stop complaining about it. Look at the children of Israel. The more they complained, the more they rotated around the same mountain for 40 years. The more you complain, the more stuck you remain. The more you complain, the more stuck you remain. But if you can open your mouth and praise, the Lord will set ambushes against the people who have come against you. If you can open your mouth and start to praise God about your workplace. I remember a time my workplace was the worst place to work years ago. I complained about it. The more I complained, the worse my boss got. The more I complained, the worse my boss got. One day I started to praise God. Every morning I'd walk into that place and speak into it, how it is an environment of peace. How I love working there, I did not in the natural. But in the spirit, I started to speak. Do you know what happened? My boss got replaced. Yes, that I he needed to be replaced for the sake of all of us. Life changed. Everything got better. You guys, it was like day and night, and it was time for me to leave. Let me tell you something. The power that you have, a constant weapon of praise is a weapon that you have in your arsenal. You need to use it. The more you complain, the more stuck you become. The more you praise, the more victories you will see. God is waiting to release victories on your behalf. I'm going to show you one more story in the book of acts because some of you are like me i don't understand old testament okay let's go to the new testament in acts chapter 15 these men paul and silas were in prison in verse 16 chapter 16 verse 16 says now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit etc etc now i want to go to these people are put in in prison and they are being beaten okay they are put in inner prison, fastened their feet in the stocks. You can go and read it. Verse 25, at midnight. You know midnight signifies a change of season. You're moving from one day to another. The next day has begun even though men are sleeping. Let me tell you, God wants to shift your circumstances. But he's waiting for you to open your mouth and decrease some praise. Because by the time you start praising, it means that there's victory. People don't start praising when there's no victory. Praise usually... It comes after victory. Okay? So now you as a spiritual person, I'm understanding something. As a spiritual person, do you know what you're doing? <laughs> you are provoking heaven to give you victory. Because you are going ahead and saying, I have seen the victory. I am praising because it has happened. Therefore, guess what? It must happen. Because in the spirit, you have created it. You have framed victory. So do you know what these people did? Now it has. At midnight, Paul and Silas, change of season is coming your way. We are praying and singing hymns to God. They had been beaten. Instead of crying, they were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Verse 26 says, suddenly, somebody, suddenly, something is about to happen in your life. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. This is how heaven responds to praise, you guys, especially in the midst of chaos. When it's unexpected, you create a spiritual star. 
Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. Not only the ones of Paul and Silas, but their praise released such power that every person around them, your praise will not only affect you, it starts to affect your entire environment. Okay, I have become a carrier of life now as opposed to being someone who everywhere I went, people keep saying, people say you're always joyful. And I'm like, amen. I mean, it's not like in my heart, I always feel excited. But I've learned to carry praise around me, to stay in thanksgiving, to refuse to go around mentioning what the devil has done and making his works known. No, I will make known the works of my father. And he says immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And then on and on it goes. But you know how it began? People got saved eventually. It began that at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And what happened? Suddenly, heaven intervened. When you praise, you provoke the intervention of heaven in your circumstances. Don't wait for the situation to change. No, you start to praise in anticipation of the change of circumstances. Because let me tell you something. When you cry tears, you get comfort. When you release praise, you get an intervention from heaven. Come on, somebody. When you weep, heaven comes to comfort you. But when you open your mouth and praise, heaven releases intervention because you have simply provoked a victory because praise comes after victory. So therefore, what happens? The Lord must set ambushes against your, your, your enemies. What must happen? Suddenly, foundations must be opened. Chains must be broken because we have just declared the party. Therefore, can we please have a victory? Because for us, we have entered party mode. Let me tell you, child of God, become a person of constant praise. You have a weapon of praise. You have a weapon of praise. It's not about your circumstances. It's not about your feelings. In fact, the tougher the circumstances, the louder your praise must become. Because God abides in the praises of his people. He abides there. He lives there constantly. He is in our praise. And when we praise him, we become aware of his presence. We command joy to break forth in places and we also provoke heaven to intervene in our circumstances so i want you to become a person of constant praise it's not unrealistic the one who says rejoice in the lord always again i say rejoice has also given you grace if you say yes today to start becoming a person of constant praise don't wait for your circumstances to turn around for you to be a person of praise no provoke them to turn around by your praise provoke them to turn around by your worship provoke them to turn around because you are a child of god you have a weapon of constant praise not just a weapon of praise but constant praise now start to set alarms for praising god in the beginning it might feel strange but you'll soon become it will become your normal wake up in the morning praise him in the afternoon praise him in the noon time praise him in the evening praise him become someone who is constantly aware of the goodness of god praise him for something and for nothing at all but more than ever in the times of tough times praise the lord intentionally on purpose well knowing that you're releasing an energy in the spirit that must provoke heaven to intervene and that must provoke a victory to come forth because when we praise him he sets ambushes against our enemies when we praise him earthquakes happen and suddenly situations turn around hallelujah wow what a word praise is not a feeling praise is a weapon and so even right now as you open your mouth to start to praise the lord to declare his greatness in your generation there's that song that we all love but it won't prosper hey though that darkness falls it won't prevail come on 
So if someone you're going through something difficult, open your mouth and start to declare this song. My God will never fail. Even right now it's turning around. A work situation, a home situation, yes, a marriage situation, a sickness situation. Come on, declare. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Come on. Oh. It's one of the things I love to do is play some praise music in the midst of storms. Hey, loud, loud. This power. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. Oh, I'm not backing down from any giant. Cause I know how this story ends. How about you? Say I know how. How does it end? Say. I'm gonna see, I'm gonna see a victory For the battle belongs to you, Lord I'm gonna see, I won't cry about it no more, Lord I'm gonna praise through it, Lord For the battle belongs to you, Lord We thank you, Jesus Victory over your finances. Victory over your relationships. Victory, victory, victory in your work. Victory, victory. That's your portion, child of God. You're going to praise your way through it. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Oh. Hey. Are you ready to prophesy? Gotta worship my way through this battle. Come on. Hey, say. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Through the tears, decree, declare right now. You take what the enemy meant for evil. Someone is experiencing a suddenly, a breakthrough is coming your way. No, you won't drown in that death. No, it won't bury you. Your God is stronger. He turns it for good. No, no, it won't take you down. Your God is a lifter. Yeah. You take what the enemy... Let faith arise. Let faith arise. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, you do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that today you equip us to take our weapons of praise and face the enemy and slay him. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for every person that has watched and listened to this today, that they will walk in victory. Whether the circumstances speak it or not, they will know that the victory, you always cause us to triumph. You always cause us to triumph, Lord. We cannot fail. 
we can never be at a disadvantage. And Lord, may our praise be out of revelation and understanding that you are fighting for us. You are on our side and we cannot be at a disadvantage. I pray for my brothers and sisters who are going through difficult, impossible situations. That as they open their mouth to sing this praise or to decree praise over you, Lord, that they start to see victory. That you set ambushes against their enemies, enemies of cancer, enemies of debt, enemies of financial loss, enemies of whatever it is, Lord. We cast them in the name of Jesus. We speak victory. You who always causes us to triumph, oh God, may you show them your triumphant entry in their lives, Father. May they testify even this very week that you came through, Lord, that even they will have peace in the midst of the storm, if nothing at all, as they wait on you. Father, we thank you. We bless you. Hallelujah. You're watching me today and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. It's a time. It's time right now to say yes to Jesus. He is a God of victory. He wants to give you victory in your life. Would you repeat this simple prayer after me right now? If you want to make Jesus Lord of your life, right now is the moment. Say, Lord Jesus, today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died for my sins and you rose again from the dead. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I would like to hear from you. Send us a message on the number on the screen. That's plus 256-775-64. Two four four nine. Send us the message on that number. Let us know you gave your life to Jesus on Faith Boosters, and we would like to connect you to a loving family. I look forward to seeing you again. In, uh, seeing you again next week. If you have some testimonies of great things God has done as a result of interacting with us on these channels, send us an email on beatricebiamanzi at gmail.com. I will read them personally, and I look forward to responding to you. It may take a while, but don't give up. I look forward to seeing you again next week. Thank you for joining me. Remember, spread the love, spread the life. Let's spread the light of Jesus. I'll see you again soon. You're blessed. You're highly favored. Bye.